Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the debut episode of the Fantasy Hipsters Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. You're listening to the dulcet vocal tones of Matt Franchise. I'm here with my buddy Matt Harmon. Matt, how's it going? Oh man, it's so good to be here. It's good to finally be doing this. I feel like we've been talking about it for a while. You know, and there's also like maybe 10 to 15 people that are excited to listen too. Yeah, maybe a dozen. Yeah, yeah, maybe a dozen. Let's not push it. But anyways, no, we've got a lot to get to here for our first episode. Right off the bat, did you hear that killer music that played us in? So good. That was so awesome. awesome. This is legitimately like already an official podcast. Yeah. And we have to thank our friend Ty Miller, uh, at Ty in STL on Twitter, and his band Oakstone Ashes for providing that music. Uh, you can find them on Twitter, at Oakstone Ashes. Yep. Uh, we were listening to their song, their debut song before we, uh, we got on here. Uh, it's uh, Behind These Bars. You can find that on SoundCloud and iTunes. Again, big shout-out to those guys for helping us out. Also, more people to thank. Big shout-out to Heather Pink for downloading our – for making our logo. Thank you, Heather Pink. Thank you so much for doing that and making us actually look good. Well, yeah. I mean, we still look like idiots, but – Yeah, good. but, you know, we've acquired the assets necessary to look official. And it's right. all about perception, so – It is all about perception. Giving the perception that we're official. My dad used to tell me all the time when I was playing sports as a kid, like, it's better to look good than to catch good in baseball, or it's better to look good than to shoot good in basketball. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, but the point is, we look good. All right, we look good. Let's do it. Right. And, but right off the top, again, we have to tell you guys about the sponsor of this podcast. Right. That's right. Episode one, we already have a sponsor. Franchise, do you want to tell us about who our, we're sponsored by? Sure. So we are sponsored by Dushops Grooming Co., uh, DoShopsGrooming.co online. They are a men's uh, grooming product company. Product company, and you know, me and Harmon, we have we have pretty thick beards. We use their yes. beard oil. They have beard balm. They have mustache wax. They have hair wax. They have lip balm. You can buy all this stuff in kits. And uh, I personally use this stuff every day. I used to use like three products a day in my hair to get it right. Now I just use this hair wax. It's amazing. I love it. Dushops Grooming. It's uh, vintage-inspired handmade grooming products for the modern-day man. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely go to douchamsgrooming.com. That's D-U-C-H-A-M. 
psgrooming.co.co. .co. And you can find them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Like them there. Those guys have taken a huge little leap of faith on us. Uh, yeah. Already sponsored us before we even put a first episode out. And right. I, we totally endorse their products and we love those guys. So definitely hit them up. It's good stuff. I use it every day and I'm not even like, it's in my pocket right now. It's le- The beard balm is legitimately yeah. in my beard. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so we're already better than the Fantasy Live podcast uh, because we have a sponsor and intro music that's really sick. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, let's do it. So yeah, we're going to be talking uh, football. Football. It's Combine Week. It is. The Combine, I don't know about you, I I like the Combine a lot. Like even if you're one of these people that is, uh, you know, tape only or whatever, like you love to just grind film and obviously with reception perception I, I chart a, quite a lot of game film right. but uh, I love the combine just for the spectacle of all of it and I feel like you really learn a lot about about these prospects for sure and a lot of stuff that you know you saw on film from the previous college season kind of you know you, you see these guys put it put it to work on the field and their their skills kind of in a in a vacuum almost I guess yeah. you could say so uh, it's exciting stuff it's exciting for the NFL and it's a big event, and it's really cool. They can, as a football fan, you can like get really close to the prospects and be involved in the whole thing. They make it a whole experience, so it's an exciting week. Well, as we know, working for the NFL Network, like they, the, the NFL will take anything it can to make a show out of something, and right. they've definitely made a, a true show out of the NFL Scouting Combine. Yep. And um, so, right off the top, though, like, what are something? What, what's something like that you're really looking forward to learning from the combine? Uh, one of the things for me, because I my favorite position is the running back position. I like to see how some of maybe the heavier running backs do in the forty to see like like for instance Dante Foreman. I wrote about him on my website. You um, you like Foreman, don't you? I like him. He's a he's huge. He he was playing at like two forty five two fifty last year, and apparently he weighed in this morning at the combine at two thirty three. So he shed some pounds. Hopefully that is a positive for his speed because that was the big question mark with him like how fast can he really go on these breakaway runs he's capable of it but defenders are bigger and stronger in the nfl so just little things like that can really affect a player's draft value yeah the measurements are are pretty huge and i've got a few questions with wide receivers but sticking on the running backs like i think the biggest news out of day one and we're taping this on wednesday you guys should be listening to it some point after that like Leonard Fournette today weighed in six foot two forty. Yeah, and that's only like five pounds heavier than what he was listed at LSU. I think he was listed at at six or six foot or six foot one and two thirty five. But two hundred forty pound running backs. Like I saw Pete Prisco from CBS. Like he was like, who's the last superstar six or two two forty back? And right. I don't know. What do you think about Fournette weighing like weighing in at that big? Like, do you have a take on that? Or I, I saw that tweet and I quoted it and said, "Derrick Henry?" Question mark. Right. Like, if if a guy is athletic, athletically gifted enough, which we think Fournette is from what we've seen on tape, like he's amazing. It. I don't think it matters how much you weigh. It's only better for your your toughness, your power. You know, powering through contact, goal line stuff like that. So well. I'm, yeah, and I think uh, I think the big thing like with um, with Fournette is like yeah now we get to find out okay he's two forty that's really big now the big question is like you're right the athletic testing I mean that's going to come later like hey we're not with the NFL anymore we can talk about this like the over under for Fournette's forty at the combine was set at four four three like if he wow. pops off a four four three at two hundred forty pounds 
That's stupid athletic. That's, that's insane. I think that would I think I saw our buddy Scott Barrett from PFF tweet out that that would be a, a pretty sure like the fifth or at least top ten like speed score ever recorded for the running back position. Wow. Um, size speed combination at the NFL Scouting Combine. So it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal to me. I mean, other than that, the first first day didn't re- yield too many surprises. Other big names was like Christian McCaffrey's five five eleven two oh two. I think that's pretty much like what you would expect. Dalvin Cook, I think, was five ten and uh, two hundred and ten pounds. That that seems about right to me. No other big shocks like from the running back position. Offensive line measurements came in, but do you have any takes on the offensive line? I unfortunately <laughs> do not. Uh, offensive line is too mainstream of a position for that, me to, to analyze. Yeah, that's so. a good point. We'll save that for like yeah the, those 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 real quote-unquote football analysts yeah. we'll just uh we'll yeah. just keep talking about whatever it is we're interested in so <laughs> so other other combine things that i'm interested in seeing yeah. from the wide receiver position yeah let's talk about some wideouts dude right yeah i mean i've been char- i don't know if you've heard about this people but i do a series called reception perception mm-hmm. you can find all the analysis by the way this year at www.receptionperception.com nice and it'll redirect you to all the pieces that I've been writing you got like new route chart graphics oh, and everything dude. route tree revamped everything awesome um, yeah so a couple guys that I'm interested in seeing one of the one of the players I've already written about is Carlos Henderson I just put a piece out about him on Monday I love he's, Carlos Henderson he's your guy this year right he, him and Chris Godwin are really two guys that I'm kind of putting my stamp on and I'll talk about Henderson first like you know, he's obviously comes from Louisiana Tech, little conference. He's listed at 5'10", under 200 pounds. So the athletic testing is definitely going to be important for him. Uh, if you guys have never checked out Henderson before, he's special in the open field. Uh, for the two pros- for the two years I've charted for college prospects, 2016, 2017, he has the highest multiple tackle broken rate in the open field. Wow. Yeah, so it, really impressive there. Also the highest success rate versus zone and press coverage. So it's some, somebody that I think has a lot of potential as a complete player, but I think he has a chance to really go in and blow up the combine. But also you do want to see what exactly he weighs right. um, and, and everything like that. I think he does have uh, – this is super nerdy, but I also really want to see his arm length measurements because he's a guy that's small but wins a lot of contested catches. And I think sometimes you have a big catch radius like that, long arms, good thing to see there. The other guy I really like who I'm writing about on Friday – Let's keep an eye out for that. Okay, is Chris Godwin? Um, little sources knowledge here. Hashtag sources. I talked to somebody that is informed of the situation who would, who indicates that Godwin has a chance to get some round one, round two grades uh, from some teams, especially if he goes out and has a strong combine performance. So. He's somebody I definitely want to check out. He's only he'll be 21 years old as a rookie. He's got a lot of development left. He he shows up with the best contested catch conversion rate of prospects over the last two years at 85.7 percent. He's somebody that I'm I really want to keep an eye on. And lastly, another thing I I want to see for somebody that I'm not as high on uh, is Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't think he's and I have pretty good reason to think this. I don't I question whether he's 6'2", 220 like he was listed at at USC. Uh, so don't be surprised if we see him measure in less than that. You know, sometimes we get that. Taewon Taylor, for example, the receiver from Western Kentucky, he was listed at 6'1", measured in at 5'11", uh, at the Senior Bowl. So a little bit of a difference there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's, Huge difference. So those are a few things that I'm watching this weekend. And, again, it's just it's just cool to see all those guys are going to an even playing field. Yeah, and it's cool to see guys that you've studied and maybe, you know, there's a – 
there's like a pundit like oh these guys are getting this uh, round draft grade or whatever seeing if if they can you know improve their stock in the combine so it'll be cool right like I think one thing that we forget all the time with the draft like especially when you're just watching these players or, or studying their analytics like yeah this whole thing is a process for the NFL it's a process for the big draft media and that's why you see coming out of the senior bowl prospects like Cooper Cup or Zay Jones have this like strange round one hype which yeah. I think is bizarre I know Mel Kuyper Mike uh, he, he mocked Jones in the first round which is crazy to me yeah. uh, Coop, I know, uh, Cooper Cup I know a few people really liked him as a round one too like the process those are the guys that went to the senior bowl people saw them got excited about them there now we're going to get a chance for these underclassmen like Henderson for Godwin for some of the underclassmen running backs like Foreman now we're going to get a chance for them to, to put their stamp on the scene and get the hype that comes with the NFL scouting combine. Right, so right. it's it's all part of the process and I enjoy it. You cool. wanna so cool. Good good combine banter. You got any other takes you want to drop? Uh just one one thing real quick that with the combine, this guy Alvin Kamara is getting like first round grades from people. Yeah. And I can't figure out why. Uh so he's one of the guys I'm gonna be watching. He's a smaller back. He's more of like play the pass catcher role. Um and I just don't see him being a three-down back, and other people disagree with that. So it'll be interesting to see, like, how he does – how – whatever he does in the combine, how it affects where, you know, his draft grade ends up. So he's one of the dudes I'm, I have my eye on this weekend for sure. Yeah, that's 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 cool that you said that about Kamara because I know our buddy Daniel Jeremiah from NFL mm-hmm. Network, uh, he mocked him in the first round. Like, I think was the first one to do it. Um, Weird. And, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where this is coming from. I've seen it from a lot of – respected scouts it does seem to be kind of the move i know charles robinson even said uh, he's from yahoo this is the thing like i feel like we're just name dropping all over the place but th- when it's draft time like you've got to like, you, you you take all these sources out there but yeah. uh i know he was saying that if kamara goes out and has a good combine he said he wouldn't be surprised if he jumps into the fournette dalvin cook tier which is just nuts. That I don't understand to... what these guys are seeing but maybe they're right i don't know the nfl is definitely really like fetishizes pass catching backs yeah. you know and he is he's a pass catching back he's i don't know it's we'll see a lot we'll of see. it comes down to where they fit too yeah so. well, well we'll we'll see what happens but uh you want to jump into some of the nfl news of the week starting off top with uh yeah your, your boys all right so let's go the big news earlier this week was that the pittsburgh steelers actually extended antonio brown through uh 2021 and he is now the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL per year. Uh, so they locked A.B. up because why not? He's he's the GOAT. So I'm a Steelers fan. I'm happy about this. Yeah, right? Uh, look, it's it's not not much to say about Brown. No. It was, but isn't it funny, the conversation that was going on with Brown, like I'm literally a month from now when people are like, is he a distraction? Right. Are the, the Steelers whole, going the to move thing? on from it? Yeah, right. which... You know, they were definitely pissed about the, the Facebook Live thing. Yeah. And and justifiably so. That was not the smartest move. In the, I was in the upset whole. as a fan, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's like a sacredness of the locker room that they felt was violated. And, you know, it was like a dumb, immature thing to do, I guess, whatever. But 
It's just sometimes the takes go too far. Antonio Brown, character issues. Right, immaturity issues. Are the Steelers <laughs> going to move on from him? <laughs> Eight seasons into his career. Yeah. Ugh. All right, anyway. he's, he's one of the best in the league, and he's getting paid like it. So the Steelers also uh, exclusive, I don't know what the exact terminology is, but they tagged. The exclusive franchise tag. Yeah, they tagged Le'Veon Bell for 2017, so they locked him up. So the, the, the three Bs are going to be back together next year. Uh, hopefully all healthy and ready to rock for the first game of the season. Uh, I yeah. know Bell was dealing with some kind of groin injury or but something. But he's not going to have surgery. Right. I think that was reported by uh, – Rapport reported that. A few others mentioned that, yeah, he's not going to have the surgery, which is good because this will be the first off season I feel like in forever that we don't have some health concern going on with Le'Veon Bell. At least, you know, cross your fingers, uh, knock on wood for now. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. The Steelers hopefully – like – we actually were talking about this last week when we were doing our teaser episode, because uh, you were joking about the Packers and or whatever, because we're taping this in Harmon Studios where there also happens to be a lot of Packers uh, stuff because someone else lives here, right? Uh, and you know, you talk about the Packers, and I said like the Steelers and the Packers are the two teams. I feel like I'm just always frustrated with because I'm like, you should be better, right? You should be better than you are, right? And, and the Steelers, especially like we have been this close. This close with Brown and Bell and Ben, and maybe Martavis. Who the hell knows? Right. Like those guys, I want to see them all on the field together this I know. year. Me too. And we're running out of time here. Ben's getting old. Ben's already talking about retirement. AB's like twenty-eight. Yeah. I mean, they're they're getting they're starting to get up there. Hopefully yeah. he ages well, but you know. Right, and we know with Le'Veon Bell, like he's he's young, but young-ish, but we know running backs age quickly and become washed. And speaking of washed... Speaking of washed, the other big news this week in the NFL, the Vikings are not bringing back Adrian Peterson this year, so he'll join the free agent market because he is washed. <laughs> that was the actual news report. <laughs> well, it was... That's, something, that's my hipster take. AP is washed. AP is washed. Well, look, I tweeted this out uh, yesterday. Uh, the, the, for both... Adrian Peterson, and spoiler alert, if you're living under a rock and this is your only news source, which, thanks, that's pretty cool of you. That's a bit bold move. It's our first episode. Uh, Jamal Charles, too, was released, and so I tweeted this. <clears throat> also washed. <laughs> so I tweeted this out yesterday. December 27th, 2015, the last day we saw Adrian Peterson rush for 70-plus yards. Yeah. October 4th, 2015. The last time we saw Jamal Charles rush for 70-plus yards. Man. By the way, that tweet made it onto like the uh, Twitter moments of the um, of the news for the day. Humble brag. Well, Gellar made it too, by the way. His uh, his little like top 10 old-ass rushers or whatever. Nice. Uh, so, anyways, both like – so like <laughs> You late, guys have made it. You guys really have made we're it. We're real now. cool. My, yeah. point, my point in saying that is like I got <laughs> – like at first it was just nothing, but then like later on in the day a lot of people were like saw it there and were quoting like – Look out, because ain't, they ain't done yet, or, you know, whatever. Right, Just right. some randos hopping into the discussion. And I think my, my point in saying that is, like, I'm over. Like, this year, I know we talked about this late in the year at, on the NFL podcast. Like, I'm over the whole injury, you know, optimism thing. Yeah. It's been a long – and, yeah, we didn't see Adrian Peterson do much – this year because he was mostly injured. But one, that's the point. He'll be 32 next year. Mm -hmm. The injuries start piling up. Think about it, what happened with Marshawn Lynch uh, yeah. in his last year. And he, he was younger than Peterson, but he had that injury and was just never the same. And Peterson right. didn't look good when he was on the field last year. No, and the, the Vikings had a horrible offensive line. Nobody did good. No, none of the running backs played well last year, but 
it's just everyone's like, oh, well, AP came back from that ACL tear. Yeah, that was five years ago, all right? right. That was 2012, I think. Like, it was. He's older. Yeah, it, it just things change in the NFL. Like, yeah, AP is a future Hall of Famer, yeah. no doubt. One of the best running backs ever. Yeah. It definitely, I think the best running back of our little generation here as football fans. But yeah. things change. You know, also, like, if he had had even – a modicum of development in the passing game, yeah. I think he would have had some more interest than he probably will. Right. Um, who do you like? Okay, so who brass tacks? Like, who do you think ends up signing AP? Which teams do you think would be interested in him? <sighs> who needs a running back? I don't know. Uh, he's he's expressed, which is this is this is how you know it's bad when there the player is like, I'm expressing interest in Oakland. He expressed right. he expressed interest in going to the Raiders. Oh right. And I saw that the Raiders might be interested in Murray. Something like that. But who knows? Yeah, and okay. the Giants. But I don't see I know a lot of people are saying the Giants yeah. and they I think their comment was they have a little they're they're a little interested, but that's not a, a glowing endorsement. The right. problem with the Giants is they play three wide resets, three wide receiver sets more than any other team in the league. Right. And Peterson can't play in, in that package. Like he needs the eye formation, two tight ends. Yeah, they need a, a running back who can catch. Right. Yeah. Like the the point of all this is is, is why are you taking it? Why would you take a big chance on Peterson um, when there's this is a good running back class? Yeah. You know, just just spend a day three pick on on someone because you can't make Peterson at this point. The, your starter or your right. first guy in your committee. I he mean, can't be your lead back at this yeah. point in his career. And the other thing, like, these guys are old. They want to play for a team that has a chance to get to the playoffs and potentially the Super Bowl. So yeah, I saw that report on that specifically with Jamal Charles, but it's like, I don't know. So with, with Peterson, though, I will say, like, New England does kind of make sense. Yeah. If they don't bring back LeGarrette Blunt. Because they pretty much use Blunt in just an inside runner hammer sort of thing behind behind the, the fullback with two tight ends on the field. Right. That would make some sense if he wanted to go and play for for them as a contender. So. Right. He'd be a committee back. They have James White and Deion Lewis. Also, though, Dallas. Oh God, that would su- that I I, I know. Just right. as a fantasy football <laughs> person, like that would suck. And because I'm a jerk and I secretly hate fantasy football, like yeah. I tweeted that out yesterday. That I am just so ready for him to sign in Dallas and just bring on the tears, baby. Oh my God, bring on the chaos. No. Let it let it just flow through you. Let that just. Just ridiculousness flow through you. No, it's the off season. Get this. Come on. No, no whatever. Anyway, that, that would suck for Zeke's value. That would suck for AP's value. That would suck for everyone. Yeah, but it would be really good for comedy value. For sure. Yeah. yeah for it had give us something to talk about until August. It's a sure. good point. It's a good point. Uh, but yeah. So also Jamal Charles also cut. Cut. Um, Knee, knee, uh, apparently he failed a physical or something. Right, which is no surprise because he's been hurt f- <laughs> for, <laughs> for like two months. years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so he tore his ACL on on in October 2015. Right. Um, he played. That, like that's one the second time he's year. torn his ACL too. Right. Uh, and then he played it two games. Didn't make it through. Like he played the one snap in that Saints game. I, I want to say it was, and then yeah, he was gone. Yeah. Uh, I love Charles. I thought he was a great player. Um, he also is super outspoken about he his involvement in the Special Olympics. Right. I, I think Charles is great. I admire the hell out of him as a player and as a person. But yeah, I think it's I think it's probably over for him too. Yeah, 
I mean, he, especially because he's a he's a speed back, you know. Yeah, he's not a big guy. He's not like he he ran between the tackles, but it's not like he's not built for that. No. Which pr- probably has something to do with his injury history. You yeah, know? he gets banged up because he's just out there all the time running through guys, and his his body's not built for that. Yeah, he was incredibly like durable during the time when he was the starter, but for then sure. he now these this is what happens. Like you get older, time runs out, you start at the injuries start piling up, and then that's it. Yeah. So it sucks, but I, I, I will – with a great, like I said, really strong running back class, I think a lot of teams will opt to explore their options with these younger players. Um, and then maybe if they are kind of like on team-friendly deal something, maybe contenders will bring these guys in. But right. more often than not, when running backs go, they go. So I can see them both these guys hanging around till August in the preseason. Uh, yeah, when someone when did Aaron, when did the the Dolphins get Arian Foster last year? It was like late, right? That was yeah. Was that the, was during the that was during the preseason. Right. So, so I could see a situation like that happening, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think knows? we could we could definitely see that. But, yeah, so let's move on to players that can still actually play football. All right, so you wanted a, the other big news here. Well, one of the biggest free agents this year, uh, as far as wide receivers go, is Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, and the Titans are apparently looking, up, looking to lock up a top wide receiver this season and are willing to spend for him. So Jeffrey would be the obvious guy there, right? Yeah, you would think. And so I actually – I was kind of like going back and forth with my with myself because I'm a loser. Yeah, you can <laughs> like, confirm. Can confirm. Uh, I was kind of going back and forth with myself in my head. Like, is Marcus Mariota the type of quarterback that would fit with Alshon Jeffrey? Because I just got done charting Alshon Jeffrey's 2016 season uh, for his reception perception, and if, if you, especially if you play fantasy, you remember the problem with Alshon was just he never really got the targets you would expect. Right. Like in 2015 when he played. Uh, he was targeted, I think, like on a per-route run basis more than any other receiver in the NFL. Um, and then in 2016, like Kevin White had more targets than him when he was playing. Then Cameron Meredith emerged as kind of the guy. By the way, I really like Cameron Meredith. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that at some other point in the podcast. But Jeffrey was never just like the go-to number one. And I think the problem with that is like his reception perception scores, his success rate versus man coverage is above average, but it's – just above average. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Mike Mike Williams, the wide receiver prospect. He gets just enough separation, but his strength is obviously playing the ball in the air in contested situations. Yeah. Uh, and I think the problem with the Bears quarterbacks, outside of Jay Cutler, like Matt Barkley and Brian Hoyer didn't want to just hurl the ball to tight coverage, like on those back shoulder throws to Alshon Jeffrey. And so my thing is, I, I think Jeffrey, if he's going to go to a team, needs to go to a quarterback that has that willingness and I first I was questioning that about Marcus Mariota, you know, because especially as a rookie and then at Oregon, you know, as a collegiate quarterback, he definitely threw to more wide open windows. But then I went back and looked at uh, the next gen stats that we track at the NFL. One of the one of the ones is uh, quarterbacks' percentage of their throws into tight coverage. Right. And I'm sorry, I'm ranting here, but uh, it's okay. but Mariota, he was he had the 14th highest uh, percentage of his throws into tight coverage, so he's definitely willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And his uh, completion percentage when throwing into type coverage was top 10, I think eighth best out of quarterbacks with 200 or more attempts. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, so yeah. I, I after that, I feel a lot better about the fit of Alshon Jeffrey with Marcus Mariota, and obviously the Titans need a receiver. Yeah, they do. I mean, Mariota threw some pretty balls last year, some deep touchdowns to like Rashard Matthews, and they just they just need that number one guy to make that passing game you know next level. 
Yeah. They got the run game down, but if they can lock up Jeffrey, that would be. I think that would be really cool. What do you think Jeffrey's like contract ends up being? I, I, How old is he? I don't even know how old he is. He's he's in his late twenties. He's not thirty yet or anything like that. He might be twenty seven or twenty eight. But anyways, I think he ends up getting. He, he could push Antonio Brown's contract, in my opinion. What? But just with just the, that's just the way the market goes, and I think he's going to be heavily sought after. He's twenty seven. Yeah, so that's still young. He's been incredibly productive when he's been on the field. The injuries are—he's a, are, a beast. I mean, yeah, yeah the injuries are a, are a concern, no doubt. Um, but I think Carolina will have some interest. I don't think they'll end up signing him, but I think they'll be in the game. In Tampa Bay, will have interest. That would be that would be quite fun. Yeah. Um, but I think the two biggest like the favorites should be Tennessee and Philadelphia, and I like Philadelphia as a fit too. I'm kind of iffy on Carson Wentz as a as a future like star quarterback, but I think he showed as a rookie that he's okay, and he's also more than willing to throw into tight coverage. He was yeah. on he had the, a top ten percentage of his throws into tight coverage, so I, I think that would be that would be a good fit too. And they obviously need help. If yeah. you've watched the Eagles, <laughs> uh, yeah, they need a wide receiver pretty bad. Yeah, my, I don't, my boy Nelson Aguilar uh, not not really working out no, there. <laughs> neither is Doral Green back up. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. In terms of like the contract, I don't really. I don't I mean, you think he'll push seventeen a year, million a year? That's crazy. He could. He could just it's just the way the nature of uh, of free agency. Like he's clearly the top receiver on the market. Yeah. Um. So I think he ends up getting paid. That'd be nice. I have him on a dynasty team, so hopefully things work out there. Yeah, if I I would. Um, it's, it's it's kind of a good speaking of dynasty. Like it's a good quandary if you should go after him now right. or go after him after he signs. Because if he goes to some rotten team or whatever, yeah, you could potentially get a discount. But I would say before even before free agency, if you want to throw some offers out, I think it's worth exploring. If you get him for like a first round, you know, rookie pick, do it now. Do it now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Oh, you want to talk about the Jets emerging as suitors for quarterback Mike Glennon? The Jets huh? and the Bears emerging as suitors for for Mike Glennon. Oh, I missed the Bears. That's okay. Listen. Cool. I don't know. Weird. I want to talk about Mike Glennon because why? Because he's somebody that we've taught, like we've literally talked about him seemingly every year since his rookie year. Mm -hmm. He has been one of those quarterbacks that whenever there's a starting opening, people are like maybe they'll trade a third round pick for Mike Glennon. And I'm, I don't, I don't get the Glennon thing. He's one of these like big. "Quote unquote strong armed quarterbacks that it doesn't really have a strong quarterback or strong arm. He's just tall, and yeah. people think because he's tall and white, he has a strong arm. Mm. I don't get it with Glennon, but me I, neither. I say that. Um, I don't get it, but I think if these rumors that the Patriots might not trade Jimmy Garoppolo, which quite frankly I, I don't buy into, I think they will end up trading Jimmy Garoppolo. But if they don't," Glennon is gonna get paid a pretty pretty surprising, I think you know above above like good backup money, and he could end up as a clear starter somewhere like in New York or like in Chicago as a holdover before they can draft a rookie or even maybe they draft a rookie and get have Glennon be the bridge guy. So I don't know. I just have never got the Glennon thing, and it's just I I'm I've never got the Glennon thing, but now I'm kind of fascinated to see how it plays out because we've. The, like the media has forced us to talk about it every year. 
I say that the media as if we aren't the media, too, yeah, but nevertheless. I, I just feel like if he was going to get a shot, he would have had it by now. Like, I don't know. Right. He's been playing behind James Winston, who's younger than him, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, he's just sitting there, like, collecting dust on the bench. There's got to be a reason for it. Yeah, you would think. He played 13 games in 2013, uh, and then he played in five games in 2014. And, and he was and, bad then. Yeah. He was he was pretty decent as a rookie, which I think is what people have still been holding on to, that statistically he was a pretty solid rookie quarterback. Yeah. But he just he hasn't been he hasn't shown much promise in the preseason when he's played. He hasn't he didn't show any promise in that twenty fourteen season. And again, like you mentioned, he's talked about as a potential trade piece every offseason and never gets traded. I think that says more than Yeah, the, there's a reason for that. Right. Yeah. You would think. All right, well, it's kind of the news of the week. Uh, big news week for NFL. Actually, pretty, pretty, pretty big news week. Yeah, I, I, I think we, I think we've expelled all our football takes for the week. Cool. We are going to take a quick break. Let's come back and talk about music and potentially some beers. Oh yes. Hey everybody, we just want to remind you about the sponsor of today's show. It's the Duchamp's Grooming Company. It's vintage inspired handmade grooming products for the modern day man. It's your one stop shop for all your grooming needs. They've got beard balm, they've got beard oil, they've got beard wash, they've even got hair wax, or they've even got a little bit of a lip balm. Yeah. They've got everything that you could possibly, including a bunch of kits. Listen, for our female listeners out there, you want to buy your man a present, whether he's got a beard or just some nice hair. Go to Duchamp's Grooming and get him uh, get him some nice products. Hook him up. You can find them on Twitter at Duchamp's Groom Co. That's C-O. And their website is www.duchampsgrooming.co. That's D-U-C-H-A-M-P-S-G-R-O-O-M-I-N-G dot C-O. Mm. All right. Get it. Let's get back to the show. All right. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, I'm going to talk some music now. Franchise here. Music, hipster music takes with, with your buddy Franchise. So uh, the band I'm... Just I, intro yourself. Yeah. Also, <laughs> pull, back the car, the, pull back the curtain. Uh, Charlie just came over and said hello to Franchise. What's right up, Charlie? That's right, guys. Charlie is here podcasting with us. Charlie's here. I'll tweet a picture for proof maybe later. Mm, All right. So the band I want to talk about, they're called Minus the Bear. They've been around for about 15 years. They have a new album titled Voids, which is out Friday, March 3rd. So it's out at the end of this week. I actually reviewed this album uh, for the March issue of Relics Magazine. Oh. So look for that. It should be on newsstands now, right? I didn't even know that. Relics Magazine, yeah. Uh, so I don't have the hard copy yet to see my name in print. Well, it's, 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 it's forthcoming. This is only March 1st. Right. Uh, That's pretty sick, though. Yeah, I basically I interned there when I was out of college. Way and, to keep me out of the loop. You know, I, I worked on their editorial team for for about a year, so I hit them up once in a while, and they let me write some music reviews. That's sick. Well, at least it's you know a magazine like Relics and not super mainstream like uh, you right. know Rolling, Rolling Stone, Stone or something. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, exactly. Beautiful. <laughs> anyway, minus the bear, they've been around fifteen years. They're not a new band by any means. But they haven't put a record out in maybe three or four years. So this is their first full length. It's called Voids. Uh, It's their first project without their original drummer. So they parted ways with their original drummer since their last 
uh, album, and I think it really affected their the lyrics on this album. They're all about kind of like it feels almost like they're love songs about a breakup, but I interpreted it as they're not love songs, but they're about the their original drummer leaving, which is interesting. And every song kind of has this thread of like a breakup going through it, and just you know trials and tribulations that come along with. You know, a dude being your boy for 15 years, and then he's out of the band. All of a sudden, you got to put an album out, and it's weird. Mm. So, which is that's also kind of why the album is called Voids. They said in the press release they were all kind of feeling this emptiness that needed to be filled in, and uh, they they made a really good album. It's it's they're they're rock. They're like technical, like almost math rocky with a little like dance pop vibe in there. So if you like rock, it's like distorted but technical like guitar tapping and stuff like that um little little uh synths uh you know it's progressive it's technical and the lyrics are really good so check it out my favorite songs are silver and lighthouse both on the second uh, second half of the album uh yeah so minus the bear and look for my album review in the new issue of relics magazine on newsstands march 1st i haven't bought a magazine and I don't even know how long. They also um, do digital issues. Well, I was going to say, maybe I'll actually buy it, this magazine to mm-hmm. read your review. Nice. Which, by the way, I'm still not over the fact that you didn't tell me about this. So I'll post it. We're supposed to be pals. Oh, so, sorry, guy. Yeah, well, you know I'm sensitive, so. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> that's that's sick. Uh, I'll definitely check them out. Thanks, you know, man. And all that. Um, do you want to get into my beer pick of the week? Mm. Yeah, all right, why not? All right, well, <laughs> cool. Uh, so, beer pick of the week. This is, an, this is an old favorite of mine, Dale's Pale Ale. While we're starting here on episode one, I want to shout them out. Nice. Because, I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know about them. But the, I, I think, hot take here, I think they're my favorite beer ever. Whoa. I think Dale's Pale Ale is my favorite beer ever. Dude, big if true. That's, I know. I know <laughs> this is huge breaking news stuff. Um, I follow Oscar Brews, uh, the Northern Virginia uh, a division on on tw- uh, Instagram, so you know it's real. They have regional divisions. Yeah, dude. I think every every brewery like does that on Instagram or whatever. But anyway, so it's Dale's Pale Ale out of Oscar Blues Brewery in Colorado, United States. Dude, this is so hipster. <laughs> Colorado, man. <laughs> Nothing gets more hipster than uh, than Colorado. So it's like it's an American Pale Ale, but uh, it's easy. I find see. Obviously, I like IPAs a lot, mm-hmm. but I like to go for like a, a pale ale like that if you're going to drink like five or six beers or whatever. Which If you're binging. Which I've been known to do. Right. <laughs> so it's actually funny. The reason I want to talk about them um, is the other night, uh, Gelhar and I are regulars at a, at a bar called Gulp, which is right down the street from where we live. Uh, it's off Pico Boulevard. If you're in the LA area, definitely check them out. Nice. Uh, sponsor the show, Gulp. What, what? Come on. What gives? What gives, bro? How, how have you not heard from you yet? I give you enough you, money. You, you sponsor him. Like <laughs> yeah, seven, I sponsor seven you guys. Week. Yeah, <laughs> not seven days. A week. <laughs> like five. Give me a break. Um, but anyways, and it's crazy. Like obviously we're there a lot, and uh, I think it was it was a couple of days ago we were there. And I was like, you know, the bartender, her name is Ashley. She's there all the time. I was like, Ashley, wait, you guys have Dale's Pale Ale? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, how did I not know that? I It's my favorite beer. And, like, you guys have had it. How long have you had it? She's like, we've had it for quite some time. And I was like, how did I know that? And then she said, 
it's because, you know, it's like you're always like trying to try new things and like go to for these different underground beers. It's like, well, I guess that makes sense for the brand. Ah, so that is wow. why I wanted to share the story. I um, just came full circle. Just came full circle. But yeah, listen, if you like beer, you should be drinking uh, Dale's Pale Ale. I don't know if I've ever had it. Now I need You haven't? Try. Oh, I don't know. It's a good, it's a good, like, just classic uh, pale ale. Cool. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good out of glass. It's good out of a can. The can looks sick, too. It's got a good looking can. I bonus. I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm a little bit of like a stickler for the for the can. For the looks. If it's a good looking can, man, and I prefer to drink out of bottles. This is something we can get into at some point. Like what's what's like power rank the best right. ways to drink beer? Yeah. I mean, when there's less NFL news to talk about. Right. You know, but but I, I, can not normally my favorite, but if it's a good looking can, dude, I'll I'll buy that can. Nice. So, yeah. Anyways, so that's it for uh, for for beer of the week. It's it for music of the week. It's it for NFL news of the week. I think, I think that's it for uh, episode one of the Fantasy Hipsters podcast. Yeah, we're figuring this out as we go. So we are. We're just, we're just, just kind of hanging here. What, what, what do we do now? Are we done? I, I think we're done. I was I was supposed to keep time for this, oh. and then I didn't. So I don't even know how long this went. Fail. I feel like it was pretty short, but that's fine. You know, big big news week, but we'll have more uh, in depth stuff to take away from the combine next week after yep. we get some results for everybody. We'll do a whole big combine reaction show. Also, free agencies coming up. We'll do a whole big free agency, maybe preview or review, whatever. I don't know, but again, shows shows kind of in your guys' hands too. Yeah, so you know, find us on Twitter, uh, Matt Harmon underscore BYB for Harmon. I'm at Matt Franchise, uh, receptionperception.com. Find yeah. all, all Matt's uh, rookie wideouts that he's scouting. and uh, Stick to football.com for franchise. He's put, I know right. he's got a, we Dude. talked about Deontay Foreman here or whatever his name is. I, uh, I wrote up Jamal Williams too from BYU. Oh, sick. I like Jamal Williams a little bit. I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so find us on Twitter. Tweet at us. You can actually email us directly, fantasyhipsters at gmail.com. We'll get your email Send us questions, stuff you want us to talk about, whatever you guys feel like. Just find us online, hit us up. Yeah, maybe we should do a question answer segment of the show. Sure. Thinking about it. Yeah. Sure. So if you want to email the show and ask us questions, uh, we'll do that. What's the What's the hipster version of a mailbag? Um, uh, a mail satchel. Some kind of satchel. Yeah, mail satchel. A uh, yeah, a burlap sack. Burla- yeah. Oh, burlap sack is pretty hipsters. In fact, our buddy plug our buddies at Duchamp's Grooming. They send you. Uh, they'll send you some some of your your kit in a uh, in a in a burlap sack. You, you could just buy the bag sack. by itself. Bag is sick. I saved the bag nice. when they sent us our stuff. Me too. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, with that, We're let's done. get out of here. Let's get out of here, man. Let's, let's play it out. All right. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 